Pacific leaders' efforts to reset regional solidarity are under pressure after Kiribati declared its immediate withdrawal from the Pacific Islands Forum on the eve of one of the most significant leaders' meetings in decades, taking place in Suva this week. In a letter to the Forum Secretary-General Henry Puna, the Kiribati President Tanis Maumau expressed his concerns about the leadership of the Forum as well as the Suva Agreement signed in June this year. President Maumau says Kiribati had not signed up to the now controversial deal, which was publicised to mend the leadership rift and prevent the Micronesian sub-region to split from the Forum. Joining me now from Suva is RNZ Pacific correspondent Lide Movono. Pulalide, so has this come as a shock to everyone or were some people expecting this to happen? I think, Kuroi, that over the past several months and, and more so in the past uh, few weeks, we were expecting some big developments out of Kiribati. Um, you know, their noted absence from the high-level political dialogue which resulted in the civil agreement, um, their silence over the past few weeks as senior officials from around the region got together and arrived early to finalize the agenda for, for this week's meeting, it became clear to us uh, towards the end of last week that something big was happening with Kiribati. But I don't think anyone actually expected an exit from the Pacific Islands uh, Forum for Tarawa. But it has happened. And so it does set the tone for what the rest of the week will be or what the rest of the year and the coming few years will be for the region. Because this is the first time that a member of the Pacific family, so to speak, has chosen to leave. Definitely. Now, uh, probably just almost an audit. Who is in Suva that we know and is attending and who is still a question mark or can't be there for other reasons? At the moment, we do know who's not here and who can't be here. And the word out of the Fijian government, who are, of course, the chair of the forum, is that everybody else is expected to attend uh, with the level of security here at the moment and the lack of access that the media has to the delegations. We haven't been able to eyeball everyone, but over the past couple of hours, I have been able to see uh, most of the, the, the bigger players, most of the bigger countries represented here in terms of their heads of government. So we do know for sure that Kiribati is out of the family and not coming to Suva at all. We understand some diplomatic uh, maneuvering was happening over the past few days to try and change that, but the word is Tarawa is not going to be represented here in Suva. We know also that the Republic of Marshall Islands is not sending a prime minister. There is some complexities over legal maneuvering which had taken place when the RMI had decided to withdraw from the forum. And so it involves uh, parliamentary uh, movement, so you know amendments to existing legislation in the Marshall Islands in order for their prime minister to attend a forum leaders meeting. So that's nobody from Maduro. We also know that in Nauru there's some concern over COVID cases here in Fiji. Uh, as of yesterday, we've had more than 100 uh, active cases of COVID-19, and with the level of travel into uh, Suva, we're expecting some level of uh, alertness and concern. And so we know those three countries for sure are not going to be here, and everyone else is expected to be here. We understand that uh, um, right now, the New Zealand Prime Minister, as well as the Foreign Affairs Minister, is, is about to land in Missouri, and we understand that the brand-new Australian Prime Minister is also on his way. There are, of course, other high-level dignitaries. The head of the Commonwealth is also um, heading this way. Now, um, just look at the, the program for the week, or what kind of things uh, are we expecting um, over the next few days? 
top of the agenda should have been the 2050 uh, Pacific Strategy or the 2050 Strategy for short, which basically is the main plan, the original architecture for the governance of the region for the next 30 years. It outlines the development priorities, it outlines the way that development is going to be carried out. It's also super important in terms of uh, political leadership and uh, foreign alliances, which uh, can tell us a, a lot about how they intend to engage with outside influence, which is, of course, uh, at the moment, China, Australia, New Zealand, um, the U.S. for sure, and to an extent, Europe. Um, that's supposed to be top of the agenda. It has been overshadowed, of course, by the exit of Kiribati. Um, next up is the Suva Agreement, which is centered around the controversy around Kiribati. And the Suva Agreement is meant to change the face of the foreign security in that it ensures that the next SG is a micronesian and that that person uh, ascends to the position in 2024, uh, which basically means that Harry Henry Puna needs to step down at that time. And unlike previous SGs, he uh, apparently is not to apply for re-election. We understand also that in the civil agreement, the terms of Secretary General will now extend from three years to five years. An additional Deputy Secretary General position is meant to be created. And the, the, the reason for that is that at all times, the top offers of the Pacific Islands Forum Secretary will always have a representative in each of the three sub-regions. Now, the other two major parts of the Silver Agreement is the establishment of two offices in Micronesian states. One of them needs to be the Office of the Oceans Commissioner, a position which is normally held by whoever is the Secretary General. And the other office is a new Micronesian regional office of the Pacific Islands Foreign Secretary. So that's meant to be top of the agenda and taking up a lot of the conversation over the next three days. Now, climate change, as you know, is the top topic anywhere in the region and especially this week. So we're meant to also be hearing whether or not the Pacific Islands Forum is going to endorse Vanuatu's request for an advisory opinion out of the International Court of Justice. Now, that's important because that is an attempt to change the way climate change is, is viewed in that it makes it a human rights protection issue instead of what it currently is. Now, we understand that Australia wants the text around that advisory opinion request to be gentler. So there's going to be some uh, eyes on that and whether or not the group of Pacific leaders can agree to endorse it. And endorsement is important because without the endorsement of the United Nations recognized uh, original blocks like the forum, um, the advisory opinion request may not actually go through. Now, the elephant in the room obviously is China. We, we know past forums uh, and the geopolitics of the region at the moment, past forums have been quite... Um, moderate affairs in terms of media attendance, but I understand everyone and their dogs there this time? Everyone from every region of the world is in Suva this week. Um, the Forum Secretariat communications team tell us 150 people sought accreditation. Uh, the media centre is quite big. We have not seen 100 people yet, but that's meant to change as the leaders of the bigger countries in the Pacific uh, fly in over the next 24 hours. But yes, all eyes of the world are on Suva at the moment. 
and of course the, the geopolitical fight over who gets to work in the region and who gets to be friends with who and to what extent uh, is not a formal part of the agenda, but it is most definitely uh, on the topic and on the radar of everyone who is anyone here in the Pacific. And we understand that there is going to be some bilateral conversations between the major countries of the region around um, what they intend to engage with China in. And the fact that Kiribati, who of course hold a strategic geographical location um, that is valuable to the military superpowers of the world, is going to have a bearing on, on how these conversations about China take place in the next few days. Meanwhile, Kiribati's first president and current opposition MP, Sir Iremaya Tabai, says it's out of order for the government to pull out of the Pacific Islands Forum without having a discussion with the people of Kiribati. Sir Iremia was stunned to hear from RNZ Pacific that the country had left the forum, and he says the public hasn't been told. It's complete news to me. It's really disappointing. And the government has not explained to the people why the, the decision has been made. It's not on. In, in a system like us, it's accountable to, to, to all the people of Kiribati, and he should explain himself, but he has not. It's simply not good enough. Yes, he's used the justification of the squabble over the leadership and National Day tomorrow. Well, I can understand that if we would not be present in the meeting, that I can understand that. But I do not understand why we should not be, I mean, represented by a a minister at least. And as I said, you know, if we had withdrawn with the forum, that is a big story for us. And there's simply no, no explanation and no reason why that our decision should be taken at this time, because our understanding that the countries of the, of the Macronesian area has agreed to have a discussion on how the future SGs are to be appointed. And that, my understanding, is to be discussed in the meeting in Suva now. That's why I don't understand the decision made by the government.